from St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community. This is Soulful Sundays, a weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He comes after me, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because He was before me. From His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law, indeed, was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We're almost right in the middle of the 12 days of Christmas, although I'm sure we're all ready to be done with Christmas and moving on to New Year's Eve. It began with our festival gatherings Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, and it will continue until the Feast of the Epiphany on January 6th, when the wise men finally make it all the way from the back of the church to the nativity scene so that they can visit the Christ child with their gifts. But these first five days of Christmas, which we often spend away from this place, 
are really, really important, full of really important moments. In fact, we've just exited this entire slew of feast days in the Episcopal Church, which began with the Feast of the Incarnation on Christmas, and then went on to include the Feast of St. Stephen, who was the first deacon and martyr on the 26th of December, and then the Feast of St. John the Apostle and Evangelist, whose gospel we just heard from on the 27th, and then yesterday to the Feast of the Holy Innocents. There's no longer stretch of major feast days in the entire church year. And this year, Christmas fell in such a way that those feasts are followed immediately by today, the first Sunday after Christmas, and John's prologue, which we just heard. The beginning of the Gospel of John does not start with the genealogy of Jesus or of his birth or of his baptism, like any of the synoptic Gospels. It starts at the beginning of all creation, when there was only darkness across the universe and God was silent. John starts here, I think, to remind us that Jesus Christ's story of redemption does not begin in the manger, but with God in the darkness at the very beginning of all things. And when God speaks reality into existence, John says it is Christ, the Word, which is the avenue by which God creates. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The darkness did not overcome it. I think it is especially poignant to be reminded of this truth when two of the last four days in the church calendar have been to remember some really dark moments in our history. St. Stephen was the very first martyr killed for believing in Christ's holiness and salvation. He, of course, wasn't the last. Even now they are being made. Eleven a few days ago in Nigeria. At least one this morning outside Fort Worth. Just yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Holy Innocents which is the time that we honor the many children that King Herod ordered murdered because he was scared of an infant. There's a great darkness in this part of the church calendar. And I think, at least here in the northern hemisphere, it's not a coincidence that we celebrate these moments at the darkest part of our year when the nights are longest and the days are cold, unless you're in South Texas. 
It helps us feel in our bodies the spiritual realities of these feast days. It can be a great weight to bear, to slog through the long hours of night day after day and to have sunlight and warmth withheld day after day and then to be asked to dwell upon the darkness of the world which we are reminded of in this season of the church calendar. Murder, deceit, greed, fear. These are the depths of humanity we wish to avoid and which are displayed so prominently for us to consider in recent days. But today, today on this fifth day of Christmas, after the longest night has passed and the sun begins to appear just a little bit longer each day, and we begin to remember that perhaps spring will come after all, the church calendar offers us the opening of the Gospel of John as a gift, as the most beautiful bright, redemptive gift to remind us that the darkness cannot win, did not win, will never win. It cannot overcome the light which has entered the world through God's word. From the beginning of creation to now, from the vast expanse of empty darkness to the dark night of the soul which can afflict us at any moment, There is no corner of the universe or of our lives which God has not spoken the light of the world into. And there is no iteration of darkness which can overcome it. I don't do well at this time of year. It is hard for me to leave the office, which I haven't done much until recently, (laughs) And it'd be dark outside. It's hard for me to wake up and it'd be dark outside. I am a child of the sunlight. So it's in moments like these that I'm particularly thankful for the way our days roll on, the way the sun always rises even if it's overcast. And it's at this time of year, particularly when the nights are long and the days are cold and I'm doing the heavy spiritual work of considering martyrs and murderers. That I like to read a particular poem by Mary Oliver. So I want to leave that with you today in hopes that when there are moments that you need darkness cast away, figuratively or literally, it can perhaps buoy your heart as it does mine. This is called A Thousand Mornings. All night my heart makes its way however it can over the rough ground of uncertainties. But only until night meets and then is overwhelmed by morning. The light deepening. The wind easing and just waiting. As I too wait And when have I ever been disappointed for Redbird to sing? Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.